Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. Guys, I'm officially on tour. I am so excited to hang out with you, but I need you to know this tour is a little different than anything you might have heard me or seen me do before. Still love Jesus, but I cuss a little, and that's what's gonna happen tonight, so get ready. Usually when I speak publicly, it's about how to grow and become a better version of yourself, and yes, I want to talk about that. Don't tell me that you can't do difficult things because that is one teeny tiny example of something that men will never have to deal with. But more than anything, I want to laugh. It's honestly been a really hard year for me and my kids. I just want to tell stories with my friends and laugh until we pee our pants a little bit. The second thing we're going to do is a live Q&A. Oh yeah, no, if you raise your hands, like you're in. <laughs> we get to learn and understand more about ourselves when we hear someone else's stories. The third thing that's different about this tour is that every single location has a bar. I wanted to have a girls night out. I wanted to have a place where you could get your sister, call your mama, get your neighbor from down the street, and you could come out and you could have a glass of cheap wine and you could watch a show and laugh and have fun and meet new people. The fourth thing, don't bring your husband. <gasps> yeah, don't, I said it. If you got a husband that will laugh about period jokes, bikini waxes, mom stories, bring him on down. If you're not sure if your man thinks that's funny, he doesn't. Come by yourself and make friends. Treat yourself to a night where you are dating you. It's gonna be a lot of fun. That is my number one intention with this tour is that I want to have fun and I know that we will. So check out the show notes to get a link to upcoming cities. We got Phoenix, Salt Lake City, Boston, and Toronto coming up. More cities will be added. Again, check out the show notes. Put the word out. Love you. I'll see you soon. As a young comic, I got to host at Woodstock 99. Wait, the one the documentary's about? The, Have yeah. you seen the documentary? Yeah, I've seen the two of them. And uh, what was it like to be there? We should have started the conversation here. <laughs> it was uh, it was great. It was fun. It was 
I was backstage. <laughs> so did you not know about the chaos? No, you going? felt oh, it. Okay. It was. Okay. It was. They were starting to have little press conferences, and it was hot, and it was. You know, it looked rough out there. Yeah. And, like I walked through it, you know, and then scampered back to the tent. Yeah. It was definitely all the stuff was correct. Like they weren't treated right, and the music had something to do with it. You know. Yeah. But it was, but people, kids were there just with good intentions. Like they, I felt like, but there, I mean, you, you look, you can't put that many people in an Air Force base in the middle of New York in the summer without, and I would come out and just be like, hey, everybody, Wycliffe John is going to come on. And people just throw boots and bottles at me. <laughs> and I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. You know what's wild to me being here in LA, and I'm from Southern California originally, Uh is how many women come into the space and ask him to adjust the lighting. Really? Yeah. Like, it makes me a bit sad. Like, models or actresses yeah. who are like, can you turn the light up? Can you? Can you? And it's and they know it all. They know. But I also <laughs> just feel sad. Like, it's a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> More I know. about what you say. I know. Bless. Do you get any of that? Do you get any? You get down on how you look? I'm uh, definitely sometimes. Yeah. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. I'll be like, Jack, what is this angle? I, I It's not something I've super had to deal with Yeah. in my life. I've always been pretty confident, even when I maybe didn't have a reason to be. Yeah. Uh, I do have, it's it's funny, I do have rosacea. Do you know what that is? Uh, yeah, lots of Irish and Scottish yeah. people. But I have, it's all very red. And right. I find that as I get older, it gets more red. I feel like it's like a beautiful part of perimenopause. Uh, so that's a bummer. Like I'm looking in the mirror lately, yeah. like, come on, man. Yeah. You gotta, but that's the only thing. It really just depends on the day. Yeah, it's true. You know? Yeah. Do you feel like that? You yeah, sometimes. Yeah. What What are your things that you're like, oh, I wish this was different? Fat. <laughs> no, no, they're not. Oh fat. my gosh. Like my head's fat. <laughs> I think it's distinguished. It looks, <laughs> Thank you. It looks nice. <laughs> Uh, you said that you came from, you recorded your show earlier today, is that right? Mm-hmm. And so you were in studio, like in... I wasn't in studio, okay, I did okay. it from home. Okay, good. Yeah, we used to go to studio. In the beginning, we were we were morning show, we would go 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock live in studio. Wow. Which, it's me and Fortune Themes are two comedians. Oh, I love her. She's actually coming uh, in August. Oh, cool. Yeah. She's great. And we've been doing the show together the whole time. Fun. It was insane. That early for two comedians. Oh. And getting comedian guests. Oh, right. Was crazy. I am curious. Sorry if this is a dumb question, but aren't there morning shows that just fake that they're being taped in the morning? Well, once the pandemic hit, it was like... 
we're doing it from home. Right. It's more like a podcast. We're not doing news. Right. It's just a hang. Yeah. So let's pre-record at 10 the day before. Yeah. And it changed everything. Yeah. Feels a lot better. So now we do some from the studio, mostly from home. And we're on the road a lot. Yeah. So my producer's great. So he's able to, like, I could be in a hotel in Houston and she could be in Vermont and still do the show. Cool. And I have radio people that are like, are you guys in studio? Like, they don't know. Cool. Yeah. So you're on tour right now? Uh, my sh- tour is winding down. Okay. How long has that been going on? Uh, it's for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been going heavy since, like, last September. Okay. And how, what does that look like? Is that you're on the road five days a week, seven days a week? Like I, I'm, That's like two to three days a week. Okay. Not not home, too horrible. Home Sunday to Thursday. Bust out. Do a show. Two cities usually. Friday, Saturday. And then back home Sunday. Nice. Yeah. It's a pretty good schedule. When you were first starting out, was it more rigorous than that? Yeah. When you start as a comedian... And you go on the road, you go, you go Wednesday, you do the first show before the headliner gets there. You do Wednesday, maybe Thursday, then the headliner, you do Thursday, open for them, and then you do the Sunday show, and then go home on Monday. So you're home Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, and then back and out. And then you go back. And yeah, for little pay. Strange places. Yeah. <laughs> where did you where did comics. you grow up? New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. Northern New Jersey. All right. I could see New York from my bedroom window. And uh yeah, that's where I grew up and then stayed in the New York area my whole pretty much adult life. Did you always want to be a comic or did you fall into it? I always want to be a comic. Okay, cool. Seventh grade. Summer of seventh grade, I realized it was a job. Oh, cool. That was like me with writing. Yeah. I, I love, I was always a voracious reader. Yeah. And it was when I was 11, took me a little longer. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, someone, someone makes this. Right. And you get paid for it. Yeah. And I want to do that thing. Amazing, right? Yeah. That connection. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. I love this thing so much. And oh, I could, did you have writers in the family? No, no, no. I mean, my dad, I shouldn't say that. That's my dad always wanted to be a writer and oh. actually is a very talented writer, but oh. not as uh, confident with taking a risk. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he, he definitely was the one who maybe pushed me a bit in that direction. Kind of like you live out this dream. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's interesting because if you don't have the roadmap, like no one in my family was in the arts at all. A huge family. Yeah. And everybody was, you know, just whatever jobs, but nobody was in the arts. So it was very, didn't see it as a path. Yeah. But then once I learned that I listened to grown up comedians on albums and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Right. The same thing, like you looking at the page. And uh, yeah, for, so from that point on, I was, that's what I wanted to do. Did you tell your parents that? Uh, yeah. And how did that go over? Um, They did. They were, they were okay with it. They were, they weren't like real strict by the book people like my father had was successful in his jobs as a salesman and communications and stuff but he didn't love it so he had a rebellious streak and 
so they were they did want me to go to school. They wanted me have like a backup, like make sure that you, you have know. a plan B. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If this doesn't work, yeah. if it didn't work, what were you going to be? A writer. Oh, probably. Okay. okay. Uh, you know, so probably equally as like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there's an office for it. <laughs> right. This is true. <laughs> like a comedian. There's this like an apartment. Right. <laughs> you know. So how long until you actually got paid money to tell people jokes? When I graduated college, it was, uh, I just had my uh, comedy birthday. Uh, I didn't know there was a comedy birthday. Yeah, June 12th, 1993. Cool. Wait, so a comedy birthday is the first day you do stand-up? I don't know if a lot of people have it. Okay. <laughs> well, there's like there's <laughs> but I know, book birthdays. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. June 12th, 1993. So this was 30 years just the other day. Wow. Yeah. Also, so started, it's tripping me out that, yeah. like, you're saying 1993, and I'm like, yeah. he doesn't know how to do math. That's not 30 years ago. But, yeah, it is. I don't know how to do math. <laughs> when you Nin- just said that, I was like, maybe no, I'm wrong. No, 1993 <laughs> to me is still, it feels like, well, that was 10 years ago. I know. God, I feel old. I know. People are, yeah. People are talking about, someone told me that, oh, that classic rock is now the 90s. So wow. the stuff before that is what jazz. Oh God, <laughs> scat. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah, it's bebop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really old. It's yeah. Classic Sha-na-na. rock is the nineties. Yeah. Are you a music person? Are you into? Yeah, me? I love yeah, music. Me too. Yeah. I was. Um, I interviewed Zane Lowe the other day. Do you know who Zane Lowe is? No. Oh my God! If you love music, really? you're about to get such a crush. Really. Uh, he is the head creative executive at Apple music. Oh my and God. he is the person who interviews every artist. Whoa. I mean, if you are a rapper, if you are Metallica, if you are anybody, he interviews. and he gets these interviews because you've never seen someone so passionate about a subject in your life. And I was so hopped up for this interview yeah. because I was like, I, I honestly, I really want him to be my friend. Yeah. If, I'm, <laughs> if I'm telling the truth. Yeah. And, uh, I was, Really afraid that he was going to put me on the spot, and he did at one point in like a moment of passion. Jack was uh, laughing. He was like, "What's your favorite '90s rock album?" And yeah. I was like, "Oh my, oh my, oh my God!" I can't. Now, of course, <laughs> since that moment, I've thought of a thousand answers, but yeah. I couldn't give him even one. No, I'm like, bro, I was, I was, I wasn't that old in the '90s. Yeah. So that was my way. Do you have? That was a, your way. Do out. you have a favorite? Probably Nirvana. Yeah, I was gonna say Nirvana. Yeah. Why didn't that pop out of my mouth? Yeah, that <sighs> that was pretty. Yeah, epic. That I keep thinking about that now. Album. Yeah, <laughs> right. That old classic rock that Led Zeppelin. There's no rock movement now. Like, there's no yes. emerging. You're not hearing of like a city that's like yes popping off like with that thing. I guess it's more hip hop. Well, this is literally the conversation I had with him. And I felt like he was like, gave a beautiful answer. He's just like so in love with all music. Yeah. I feel like the oldest person alive when I say what I'm about to say. But the state of music today makes me very afraid that there will never be legacy acts again. Like, I just I don't think saw, that's old. Yeah. Like, says I, the old person. I, <laughs> I saw the Chili Peppers last yeah. month and they wow. were incredible. Insane. And I'm like, tell me one performer that's coming up now. That when they're in their 60s, we're still going to be going. They're still going to be selling out arenas. Uh-huh. Tell me who the next Metallica is. Tell me who, like, yeah. who are the... And Did they he, have an answer? Yeah, he said um, that 
that it's always shifting and it's always changing. And whenever you start to doubt something, then another thing rises up. So just like let it. He had a very hopeful answer, but he was not like this guy, Joe, like Joe is going to yeah. be the next. He knows way more than I do, yeah. but my instinct, and I've been wrestling with this for a bit. I keep asking people and stuff. Same. <laughs> is, uh, I think that the model has broken down. Yes. I don't, I know that there's a Kurt Cobain somewhere knocking around filled with rage and some friends. Right. But the idea that you create your music, you get it on the local radio station, that spreads to the next city station, and then you roll through eventually and tour, and you start this underground and young people are waiting. To, like that model isn't there. Yeah. It's, you get a a download and TikTok puts your thing up and you get that thing and you get that burst, but it's not like this army. You're not built. It, everything's so segmented. Right. Now. Well, I also feel like maybe I'm wrong, yeah. but if Kurt Cobain was around today, there's no world where he's going on TikTok. There's no world yeah. where he personally would be like, guys, I made a dance that I'm going to show <laughs> you to go. He wouldn't. No, and he wouldn't. But his song might get that's true. from that's there. True. Like that's that true. way. You but know? I feel like if you think of the greats in rock, yeah. they were, uh, be it men or women, it was, um, they were against the establishment. Exactly. They weren't, it just, it doesn't feel like they were about social, wouldn't have been about social media. Selling out is the goal. Right. And so would they even ever get found today? Yeah. Would the Kurt Cobain of today get found because yeah. they No, we are the, talking though about is rock dead? It's kind of what the conversation yeah. is like. And I saw uh, Jan Werner from who built Rolling Stone. Right. That the oh, right oh name? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he said it was. He said it's dead. Yeah. But he's also on his, he's done. So maybe. Right. He's like, I'm on my way out. So but it's definitely, yeah. Did it, I mean, who had more of a finger on the pulse? Yeah, that's true. And like what we're saying is like it, I mean, because there's new, like my daughter listens to a lot of new music and stuff. But they're just small. Like they're they've got they're great. I yeah. like listening to the stuff she turns me on to. But it's it's not that thing. Right. Like it's going to be selling yeah. out the arenas for the next whatever. And it's not to say that things that are coming up aren't incredible. They're just not rock. No. They're just a different thing. No. And a different thing is rad. I love all kinds of music. Yeah. But that specific sound and that anger and the that anger. sort of working it through and all that yeah. stuff. Like I just don't know where it is now. It's a little in hip hop. Like if hip hop yeah, oh, is definitely like um, the thing. Absolutely. That's Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously. During the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. 
And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, Auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. This is the old guy talking, but I, my problem with hip hop, and again, there's a ton of it, so you can find your spot. And I'm not saying this just for points <laughs> from you, but if there's misogyny off the bat, right, I'm out, right, I'm out, right. Like I'm, I'm into now. the thing about the Rolex and the whatever and the money, yeah. and it's gonna be funny and it could be a gas, whatever. But the as soon as I hear bitches. Right. Whatever. Right. Blah. Right. I'm out. Well, I feel like when hip hop came up so many decades ago, when yeah. it started to emerge and become a thing, we didn't know what we know. We weren't as well informed. What At this point, if yeah. you're still using that kind of conversation, yeah. you know what you're doing. And by the way, as an artist, go do it. Yeah. Live your life. And there's a lot of people yeah. who are into yeah, it. This absolutely. is definitely. Yeah. This is not yeah. the popular opinion. No, no, no. And my uh, my fourteen year old, almost fifteen year old, I'll hear stuff that he's in. I'm like, I no, yeah, no. <laughs> like at least not in front of me, bro. At right. least be smart enough to, yeah, because you don't want to have to have a conversation where we unpack your misogyny. You're fourteen. <laughs> right. You don't want that. No, exactly. But I do feel like that thing, like the the passion, the that rock thing we're yeah. talking about, that thing. I think it's in that genre. Yeah. Like there is that thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was psyched about, I, I was doing, I do wait, wait, don't tell me on NPR a lot. Oh yeah. And, um, their sponsor last week when I was on the show was Apple classical. I was like, what's that? And, uh, they're like, download the app. And da, da, da. and I was like, oh man, it was like that, that Apple thing. Like I, I, my kids have moved me to Spotify, Yeah. but that Apple thing of like deep dive into it's almost like holding the album. Yeah. Of like you're oh, learning cool. and getting all yeah. that stuff off of it. Yeah. There could, that could not been a have been a more uh nerdy segue by the way. Going no, from I've, my on, discussion of rap right into mm-hmm. how excited I am about, about Apple, Apple Classical. Classical. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, no, the album thing is <laughs> so real. I'm trying to think. I want to say it was Bob Dylan did an interview where he was talking about the state of music and the state of rock and how it was in trouble because it moves too fast. Mm. So in the interview, I'm pretty sure it was him. Um, in the interview, he's talking about what it was like to go to a store yeah. to get a new album, yeah. to unwrap it. And let's say that was an album. Yeah. I grew up in the time of CDs. So to go get the CD yeah. at Sam Goody or where <laughs> yeah. and go sit in my mom's Plymouth Acclaim <laughs> and unwrap the CD yeah. and like be so excited and put it in and read the booklet. Oh my God. And like, it was slow. It was so slow. Right. And I'm sure people who came up with records would be like, well, the CD was, yeah. you know, took away our slowness. So yeah. I thought that was an interesting perspective that it's moving so fast you can't really appreciate any of it. It really is true. We're, we're doing this summer playlist for my radio show. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's funny listening to the songs. Like the album, it's, it's, all, it's all songs, single songs. And we're so impatient that we don't even want to hear the intro. <laughs> like this is too long. Get to the fun summer part. Yeah. We're like, bleep, like we are. It's like completely. Yeah. Do you have vinyl? I okay, so I just bought a very, very ridiculous hipster record player cool. that is handmade yeah. and takes like eight weeks to get here. Nice. So we got like four more weeks. Nice. And then we will have a sick record player in the living room. It is a there is a difference. Yeah, I'm excited. There is a depth to it. There really is. That record thing, like when I was I was just at a thing at Barnes and Noble event the other night. And they have a big vinyl section. Mm, yeah, it's albums. coming back. And it really is that thing of like, when I would get those albums, I remember getting Tom Petty and Ugh. it was like having a friend. Like I just hung on to it and we hung out in the basement together and then we went to my friend's house together and it was, yeah, it was like this relationship. I love Tom Petty. Oh that my is, God. I'm so sad I never saw him perform live. I was, at, I performed at Bonnaroo. They did like a comedy tent at the festival, and he was the headliner. Cool. And Morgan Murphy and I, another comedian, we watched like the beginning of it, and then we just started wandering the festival at night, just like walking around. We walked for about an hour and a half as Petty was playing in the background. It was like the soundtrack for our walk. There was not one song that wasn't huge, oh, that wasn't a hit, just absolutely. a great you ever see that documentary on him? No. Ooh. What's it on? I don't know. You'll find it okay. somewhere. I didn't even know there was one. There's a great one. Okay. I think it's called Running on a Dream. Cool. And it's him as a kid. Just like that thing of like we're talking earlier, like he knew early. And just that blonde hair and a guitar and skinny kid and just want to be a rock star. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. You'll love it. Oh, cool. Yeah, you'll love it. Yeah, I wish he he's the he's one that like... I really, because a lot of those older acts, I make sure that I see, and he's one yeah. that was a favorite, and I just didn't I know, go, I and know. I'm so annoyed. It is bad. But he was a person who always, like, knew himself. That's a thing mm -hmm. that I think has changed, too. It's not just rock. It's also artists, I, and there are some. I don't want to make sweeping generalizations, but artists who are like, no, I'm doing my thing. Mm -hmm. I hope you like it. But if you don't, that's fine because yeah. I'm here for the art. 
I'm not here for the likes or the clicks or the yeah. whatever. I know. Um, yeah, like they just. It's hard. The metrics. (laughs) What's that? I said they don't make them like they used to. No, but it's and we're all like a victim of it in a way. Like the metrics of your fame, the metrics of your success. Like I have this new book out. Yeah. And you know, so if it's not on the New York Times bestseller list, is it a failure? Well, it took me forever to understand that the New York Times bestseller list is a popularity contest. Huge. It's not. So there's like. New York Times, but and I'm not I'm not being a jerk. I thank you, New York Times list. Um, but it really is. There's like um, what is it? USA Today uh-huh. or one of those that's like actually about book sales. Uh-huh. And you can be at the top of that list. Yeah. And nowhere near the New York Times list. Really? Yeah. Did you not know no, this? I oh, have it's no like, idea how it works. Well, let me tell you. It's like a secret unicorn. <laughs> Nobody knows how they pick it. And right. if a book really explodes in a way that they can't deny, it's yeah. going to be on the list. Got it. But if you're a newer author yeah, and you haven't been on there before, and maybe they'll say it's like a little bit of like PR, a little bit of book sales, a little bit of this, a little bit of X factor. It's, Jeez. yeah, it's pretty crazy. It so it's crazy. not about who actually is successful right it's about who looks good on the list Ugh. so for whatever that's worth it took me a very long time to get on that list yeah and i didn't understand that it was yeah not totally how many accurate. books before you got on six six it was my sixth book wow. that got on there and every time i didn't make it i would cry and cry and cry <laughs> yeah i don't know how to feel about it i mean mine just came out i don't think it's going to be is it the first book Third. Third. Okay, great. You got, you know. Yeah. Do three more and then. <laughs> oh, man, I was with people who write um, like crime oh, mystery, God. like those thriller kind of books. That's the life, man. Oof. That's the, um, the amount of money books. that James Patterson must yeah. have. Nelson DeMille was the guy I was yeah. hanging with. Yeah. And uh, he was like the James Patterson from a couple 20 before that. Yeah. Man. They have a formula. Man. They just replicate the formula over and over. I mean, it's a life. And it is a life. They're chained. Yeah, the, yeah, that's true. A year, a book a year. Oh, is that really? Book a year. Well, then you can be like, I heard that some of those older authors, especially, aren't even really writing the books anymore. Well, it's that's just the I brand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, they're rolling around on a golden jet. I'm sure. So it's fine. It was so crazy. <laughs> Just hearing them talk, like, yeah, like, you never think of real money in books, and these guys are like, yes, tons. When you're like, oh, you sold 350 million copies? <laughs> I know. What? I know. I don't even know what those numbers I mean. I know. I'm excited after a stand up show when yeah. I'm signing books and I sold 50. Yeah, I'm like, you're wow. Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It really is. What you... made you want to start writing? Or did you always have that We both have the same instinct. I just want to ask you the same thing. Well, as a stand-up, you're kind of expressing yourself in this singular way repeatedly. And I wanted to expand on it. And I do a lot of my act uh, is about family. And people would come up after shows and they'd want to talk more about that thing you said about your grandparents we and people were like you live in our house it's like we have daughters the same age and the whole thing 
And I just wanted to expand on it. There was more to tell that ne didn't necessarily fit in the act. Um, but there was more there. And I was always a writer in my stand-up, and I always co consider myself that way. Uh, so I just started spreading it out and continuing the conversation like after the act was yeah. done. Yeah. And, uh, and I really enjoyed it. Like I know a lot of comedians who... They write one book and they're like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I liked it as a writer. Like, I wanted, I really enjoy it. I like the process of it. I like sitting and doing it. And I really want to keep, keep writing. It's spring, guys. Or it's very close to spring, which means it's very close to the time of the year where I start planting my garden for summer. And this year, I was really excited to add a lemon tree. Not from a seed, but like an actual tree. Did you know that fast-growing trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast-growing trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners of my show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code RACH at checkout. Guys, get a lemon tree like me. We can be twins. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code RACH at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code RACH. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. Uh, my boyfriend and I were watching your most recent stand-up special last night and dying laughing. But there were parts where you were making fun of your wife where uh -huh. he was laughing a little too hard for me <laughs> to feel okay about it. Where I was like, hmm, that's... Interesting. Now we know how you really feel. Like I was yeah. like, I didn't laugh at all because it wasn't funny. And he was like crying. <laughs> and I was like, I see you, jerk. <laughs> That's what my wife says. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, what does the process look like to come up with those jokes? Are you keeping notes in your phone? Or are you someone who writes it down? Like, how are you thinking? I love understanding how do you get to the place where you have a full hour? What does that look like for you? Uh, as far as like just catching the material, it's you, you kind of always have your eyes and ears open. And when things happen, I would jot it down now in my phone. I used to put it in. I used to always have this folded up one piece of paper in my back pocket. My really? back right pocket. <laughs> yeah. Not the same paper. You, no, okay. just like a notebook, <laughs> just a piece 
of just a sheet of paper and then I would just make notes on that. Do you still have all of those? No. Oh, that'd no. be cool. I have notebooks. Like a, I write a lot of longhand. These uh, the same notebook that I've been carrying forever. Yeah, I still cool. have all those. That's cool. Yeah, but now I just put them in the phone. Just it's, it's kind of sad, but I put it in the phone, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll bring it up on stage, in like a raw form, and then see what the audience gives back. They're your editor. What is raw? Like, explain what raw form. You're like, is this funny, you guys? Or are you like, I was thinking about the sun. Yeah. Like I'll have, let me see if I have one. Nice. <laughs> Pass it on me and Jack. We're ready. Well, I know I there's not going to be much here because I kind of brought stuff up. Oh, so I have this I have this idea that um, if you if you go hard in the early years, the later years are hard on you. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And I have and. <laughs> You can tell someone who had um, that went hard in the early years because now their voice, you can hear it in their voice. Yeah. And they'll be like, we should go, we should go see. I, I saw the Def Leppards coming to the casino. You're like, really, Karen? <laughs> <laughs> right. So I have that idea. So you'll say just sort of what, I have the what idea. you did. Yeah. And then if they laugh, you're like, ooh, more. Okay, there's more here. Yeah. So okay. I'll have it a little more dialed in yeah. before I go on stage. I'll, I'll think, okay, so the hard years thing, well, that'll be set. And uh, it's a little awkward into getting to the voice. So yeah. I'd smooth that out in my head a little bit. And then the funny part is, I maybe the funny part is, that smoky vibe, yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah, and then to hear that it's Chloe, yeah, 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 <laughs> yes, right. Yes. So then I'll take that up and I'll do it, and then I'll see what else she says yeah. on stage, and then go back, and then the next day, I'll uh, I'll sit with it in the notebook. Have you ever? You must have. I'm going to ask the dumbest question right now. But what happens when you try that out and it's crickets? Do you think, okay, that's not a funny joke? Or do you think, I'm going to try it again a different way next time? Depends. Okay. If I'm really into it, <laughs> I'll hammer it. And, and You'll I'm make like, you're it wrong. Work. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just got to let it go eventually. I'm it, doing it, a <laughs> podcast tour right now where I'm about to like start for real. I was doing some test shows. And there was this joke that I still stand by is hilarious. Yeah. And in the very first show... <laughs> Backstage, I was asking my boyfriend for feedback, and yeah. he's like, I don't think that joke's landing. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, I'll work on it. And then 20 minutes later, I'm like, Jack, Jack's like, that was amazing. I don't <laughs> think that joke that it's not hitting. I was like, okay, I'm going to work on it. When yeah. we get to New York, I'm really going to I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. nail it. Go and do New York. Come backstage. They're both like, that. it doesn't. No one thinks that's funny but you. I'm like, it's a joke, I swear. I know. And then eventually, yeah. Like, and then sometimes you know right away. Sometimes you put it up and it doesn't go, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm, yeah." Have you ever told a joke or hit a punchline or done something where the audience like is dying laughing, and you're like, "Oh, I didn't." Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't think that was the joke. There are you, jokes okay. in my act that yeah, I'm like, "Why is that? Why that is that funny?" funny? <laughs> just, this isn't even that funny, but it's one of those examples where I don't think it's funny at all, but they're laughing more that so I'm keeping it. 
where I talk about how uh, we're all beautiful in some regard, but naked, you know, there's a lot of dangly bits. Yeah. And, you know, it's a very small window when we really look great with no clothes on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I say there's a lot of dangly bits, things that are growing on your body that you didn't think could grow on a body. Yeah. It's like, why is there a barnacle on my ass? Am I a boat? And just saying I am a boat, the the laugh bump, and it seems so stupid. It's like a barnacle, a boat, like it's not even really a joke. But the audience is like, they like that part. And the part that I like right after it, which is why does the doctor think that this is a keeper? Why aren't we freezing this off? That one doesn't get as much of a laugh as am I a boat? Yeah. I think there's something just simple about it. Maybe a man just saying, am I a boat? Yeah. But yeah, that's you're one like, that they're into that I'm not. But you're like, I'll do it for but, I'll tap dance for you. Yeah, here we go. They're they're a part of it. <laughs> do you know what would be more up, upsetting? I think to all of us is if there actually are people that fully naked, yeah. look impeccable. What if Brad well, they, Pitt? Uh, they yeah. What well, if without Photoshop, without anything else? What if he takes his clothes off, or Gal Gadot, or mm. what if there are just people that you're like, well, damn, you did it. God created this, and that's what yeah, you look like. Not many, though. No, not many. Not many. But and because there's a lot of dudes on social media, like Mark Wahlberg, and people taking their clothes off to let you see all their abs and things. But you know, Mark, a, I love a, that your <laughs> example was Mark Wahlberg. I've been I've been watching him a lot this week. What have you been watching? His on Instagram. Social? Okay. Yeah. What's he up to? He's he's got he's got his check marks. He's got his he's got his categories. Yeah, I tried to watch his uh, <laughs> documentary series uh -huh. on HBO. Yeah, uh, <laughs> about him. About him. Yeah, of course. Um, that was like taped during the pandemic, but it felt like <laughs> when people first started making reality shows, it felt like it was made more recently, but uh -huh. it felt so old yeah, the, yeah like he's just always busy and he's always in a meeting and like we got to figure this out we got to <laughs> make this wall burgers work and we got to like sell these clothes and i actually would love to know what his life really looks like yeah it definitely doesn't really look like that it can't no well that's what's so intriguing about watching it because you're like no yeah so you're getting up at two he gets up at 2 30 Every and he's, day. he's in the gym it's at three like, thirty. Now it's like he doesn't even go to sleep anymore. Right. He's just he's a vampire. <laughs> yeah. And he shows you his clothing line and his sneaker line. Yes. So it's always, hey, I'm wearing this, then I'm wearing yeah. this, and I'm wearing this. And then he's showing you his tequila. And he's then, got a tequila now? Yeah, it's called Fletcher or something. What is up with every the, celebrity? <laughs> everyone has their booze. Yeah, I saw a truck the other day that was like, it was a it was a Mezcal brand. And it was like, no celebrities, just really good Mezcal. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Great. It's not going to sell. But once The Rock made a billion dollars or whatever yeah, it was Clooney. on his. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Exactly. And then, he, so then he's got his tequila. Then he's got his, um, then his workouts. Yeah. You know, I'm doing the, I'm doing my crunches and my thing in my third workout of the day and uh he does all his, his workouts and then he shows you with no shirt on and then and then his other thing is um stay prayed up stay prayed up yeah okay what does that mean that means he's always kneeling in front of like a, a mary thing or a crucifix thing and doing the thing and 
And what's funny is that even though somebody, uh, look, if he's living like this, it's kind of that Tom Cruise thing of like, more power to you. Yeah. Like, if you're dialing in and doing all this stuff, good for you. Like, it's impressive. Uh, I don't, and then I'm in bed by eight, so you can get up at two to go back to the gym. I mean, it's not a life I want to live, but God bless you. Uh, But it's funny to me that even, he has, somebody's filming all of it. It's exactly. not selfies. It's someone, so someone's like from me to you, filming him in front of the Virgin Mary. And but you can still, even though the the guy's filming it, you still see the roll into the, you know what I mean? Like you see the roll into, like you know, yeah. sometimes you take you take a little video for you, and you're like they they could see you like looking up and okay, and then yeah. you go into it. Yeah, it still has that. It's still got some nice editing moves, even though it's not that it's yeah. nice. That like you see the planning of like okay, you ready, ready, okay, and then I do the crucifix. Hey guys, we're here at the Virgin Mary. <laughs> Just real quick, wanna. It's a blessed day. You guys stay prayed up, and <laughs> you know what I mean. Aww. Yeah, twenty five million. Yeah, he's killing it. Followers. He's killing it. And he's I, doing better I, than we are. And like certainly. as much as I can find things to make fun of, uh, there like there is that impre- like it's intrigue like you it's kind of intriguing. Well, you also you got to respect people that know their brand, know their lane and are like I'm going to just do this thing that you know me for. Like remember when I don't know why you would remember this, but he started opening up um car dealerships. Do you know Wahlberg this? Did? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There's like Wahlberg Chevrolet or something. Yeah. And I remember he went on to the Ellen show uh-huh. to tell Ellen that he had opened up a Chevy dealership <laughs> in a random city in the middle of the cut. Like it didn't. Yeah. It was so. And I was like, you are a major celebrity and you have no issue being like opened up a car dealership. <laughs> Come get your Tahoe. like <laughs> Giving out painter's caps between four and six. Yes. <laughs> I know. There is the There are the the P.T. Barnum nonstop yeah. promotion. Yeah. I That's saw, like The Rock. Yeah. I freaking love him, but it is that. But it's, it's a non... Every, it's, I saw someone that had a film come out recently, and the film like did okay, and they're like, but we're not going to stop promoting. And we're, I'm like... Like you had to, you, our generation, you, you had to like kind of sneak in your promo. Yeah. Had it within like, we all know we're doing it, but at least I gave you this. <laughs> this is just, we're going to go keep promoting. We're still going at them. Like promoting's the thing. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I wish I, I, I don't wish, but I feel like I should have more of that. More promo. Like more no feeling like when I lift up my phone, like, oh, I'm sick of myself talking about this book. Everyone else has got to be sick. I'm not going to do it. That's not true. They never. I'm a big believer that, especially when it comes to books, that you keep talking about it, but you just talk about it in a bunch of different ways. Right. So a picture of it is one way of talking about it. A video is another. The audio books are totally different thing. Like you just keep, you know, oh, by the way, because what you'll find is that it'll be a year from now. And you'll be meeting someone after a show or whatever, doing taking pictures, doing your VIP, and someone will be like, "You have a book," and you're right. like, "Are you freaking kidding?" Right. I've talked. About, I I just yeah. think you keep just do it in a way that doesn't make you bored. That's my advice. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's what I need a little bit more of. Is yeah. the I'm just I'm just gonna keep promoting everything all the time. Yeah. Do you do your own social media? Uh, partially. Okay. Like I have I have someone that takes my clips and puts those up nice of my stand up and like 
so they keep it going and then I fill in yeah the stuff I want to which I enjoy doing I don't mind you know I, I it's fun and I do like a little bit of the conversation but I, I wasn't as I wasn't con- consistent enough with uh putting out like my yeah. material and stuff I needed help when it's did a, you, it's an effort yeah when did you get into social because I know that's been such a big thing for comics is that yeah. you can now go directly to the audience as opposed to going through a third party yeah I, I was like I for that like real direct like for putting all my stand up and I was like trying to like I was flailing and like I don't know what am I supposed to do and it's like well I am a comedian why not show the best part of me yeah and, and put that up uh, and I've probably been doing that for just a couple of years. Mm. Yeah. Have you seen it change your yeah turnouts or shows or anything like that? Yeah. I mean i I hate to um, I hate to say something against uh, that would make the the late great Kurt Cobain angry, but I have people come up and say, "I know you from TikTok." Yeah. 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 I I think especially in your industry, I just it just so happens I've interviewed a ton of comedians lately. Oh yeah. And it's the theme I hear over and over and over is that yeah. that changed people's lives. Yeah. It's, it's like crazy. whatever you're doing on social, what does it look like to double it? Like if you did double like if yeah. this is what you're getting, yeah. the turnouts, if you're getting these turnouts for this amount, what does it look like to show yeah. more? Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. It definitely lends itself to that form yeah i think it does help though if you have someone else doing it because it starts to feel weird at least for me i'm like oh yeah like (laughs) come to my tour stop like come see the podcast tour yeah but at some point it starts to feel a little bit like they've got to know that it's happening if they wanted to come they would already have a ticket right yeah right exactly (laughs) and i always trying to figure out who am i talking to right now Mm. because i know my fellow comedians must be like oh stop but the other people are like, do you Give think me that more. though? If you see other comedians doing promo, sometimes, oh, oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh no, yeah. you're like, shut up. We know you're on tour. All right, we get it. You're getting on a plane. We've all been on a plane. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. Calm down. No one cares. Sometimes it gets a little too. Yeah, because I mean, and I these are people I like, but I want to see you be funny. I don't. It doesn't have to, you know. I go to you for that yeah i don't go to you for a non-stop like you know yeah look how great i am yeah you know so you're winding down this tour you said yeah the summer is gonna be like a couple in july like outdoor kind of fun things and um i'll do a couple in july and like three in august and then in the fall it'll yeah so this is gonna be a little bit more of a down period where i can go back to like the comedy store and do you do that like that stuff. when yeah. it's more chill? And will you start working on new stuff? Or yeah. what's that like for you? Yeah. You know, it's a it's an interesting thing I've just been thinking about recently. I don't know if this will be interesting to anybody, but just for myself. It's <laughs> interesting it, to it's us. on my mind. I think uh with the success of the specials and stuff, and I go on tour and I have like a thousand people in a theater to see me, they they'll laugh at a lot of stuff. And if I think it's important to take those same jokes in front of strangers at the comedy store to see are these gratuitous or is this really, is there something there? I think it's good. It's better that you you can get in your own little bubble. Yeah. It's like when I was doing my test shows, I did the show in LA and it was fantastic. And I was trying out, 
conversations I hadn't, and I, I don't tend to do, it's a whole new format for me. I'm usually just like motivating women. That's right. what I do. Right. And this is a lot more storytelling and funny and, you know, yeah. fun. Um, so we do LA and I was like on fire. I left and it wasn't perfect, but I was like, okay, this is a thing. Uh-huh. Then we went to New York and I was like, oh my God, this isn't a thing. Like it was such right. a different energy in New York than LA. Yeah. And I was like, if this shit can't work yeah. in every city I go to, it doesn't actually work. So was, I was super grateful that New York happened second because mm-hmm. it made me go like, okay, you got to be, you got to be better. You got to try harder for this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's some, and then you go to other places and it's just, they're rolling and you just, yeah, you can fool them. It's good. To, <laughs> it's good. to Really? It, it, yeah. it, it is a good test. Are there any cities, I mean, you've been doing it so long at this point, so mm. probably not, but are there any cities where you're like, I just don't work in Denver? Like, they don't get me. Is there anywhere like that that you're like, just skip Milwaukee? They're, they don't love me. Alabama wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> For us either, man. For us either. We got put into Birmingham at the end of last yeah, year. And yeah. we were like, whoa, Birmingham, that's an interesting yeah. choice, but cool. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't that didn't go over super well. I know there's people out there like that love you and sure. would show up with enough sure. promotion and would and then okay. But when you're just going general. Yeah. There yeah. were guys in the audience like the big promo was a bucket of beer. Like these metal buckets. I wish we had buckets of beer at our show. They, that were, just, been... they were just looking at each other and drinking beer like, and you were having to be we... on stage. You, <laughs> you were like the TV in the corner of the bar. It wasn't great. Oh, gosh. Laughlin, I... Nevada, not a great yeah. place. I mean, not a great place just like in general. In just general. For anything. It's like Las Vegas's afterbirth. It's bad. <laughs> there was one show that was so bad, I actually took a yo-yo out on stage just to, I'm like, well, you don't understand words, so let me show you. <laughs> Let's just do this This one's for called a while. Walking the Dog. And they were kind of like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got to get out of here. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. what, what do you do? Maybe this doesn't happen anymore, but go back in your career, and you know you're bombing. Like, and you still have time to fill. Do you yeah. just try and go harder? Do you change the set to accommodate the audience? Like, what's your vibe? Yeah, I mean, now it's totally different. Now yeah. it's like, you know, you just shift know. and you and you know yeah. that, you, yeah, they feel, they feel, they know they're in good hands. There's no struggle. In the beginning when there's panic and you're bombing and, and you don't know how to address it and they, they're really sensing you're not good and it's just... You'll try and go fast. You'll try and go slow. You'll try and talk to the audience. It's just survival. It's like what what happens when you fall when you jump out of a plane and the chute's not opening. You're just grabbing <laughs> everything. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. But those. But that. You know. After years, that that, that definitely changes. Yeah. Slowly. Yeah. Slowly changes. Yeah. So are you excited to try out new stuff? Does it always feel good to do a refresh, or do you yeah. take some time? Like, what's that like? Yeah. It, I mean, my last special came out in December, and so I'm touring with this whole fresh act since January. Oh, cool! And um, yeah, it's been really it's it's always fun. I mean, that's the writer part is that it it's I like that process. I like the okay, what else are we gonna talk about? Where are we gonna go? You know, and and how am I gonna make it clear? My daughter's uh, a junior in college. 
and she's writing for a paper and she's a really good writer. And there was this one that was like so many different subjects were going on in this one story. And I kind of relearned when going through it with her of just that clarity. That's all writing really is, is like you have these great ideas and then just distill it down. And we, I have to always relearn it in stand up or in the books. It's just like, you know, how do I, I assume they know this, but do they know this? Mm -hmm. Right. It's that thing yeah. of like really distilling it. And I love that. I love that kind of, especially when you have a concept that's a little bigger and if you can distill that down and try and be really clear, yeah, you know, that, that clarity. Do you have, find that? Do you find like the rewrite is fun? I like, I always say that a book isn't born in a first draft. It's born in like the eighth round edit. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I will turn in a draft of a book that is just a dumpster fire. Right. And all <laughs> I'm essentially saying to the editor is like, here's the gist of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. The, the, the detail and the nuance and all of that will get better over time. But like, here's the central thesis if you can grasp the, th the central thesis, then like we can head in a direction. Is this an editor that you always use? It's I've had several different editors over the years, yeah. but I've always done it that way. Because uh -huh. I think in the beginning, I really didn't know another way to do it. Got it. And maybe it's because my first books were fiction. Right. So I, I started with fiction. So I would sort of just be like, I have this story idea. Right. And then I would make the telling of the story better. So when I got to nonfiction, right. I just approached it in the same way. Interesting. Do, do you, you plot what? out your books? Do you like no. have an outline? Me either. I'm no. just like, whoa, we'll see what comes yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Do you miss fiction? I do. Yeah, I really do. I didn't mean to become successful as a nonfiction <laughs> author. <laughs> I just had this idea. I had this idea for a book and right? it ended up selling a gajillion copies and changed my life and right. then it was sort of what i was known for right and still is in a lot of ways yeah um, you're in an industry in yeah. comedy where that it feels like that's something that's sort of trying to be controlled in a lot of ways yeah 100 percent. we have so many people that are writing critiques about stand-up specials that are not comedy people it's embarrassing to watch them try and write a critique on chris rock's special when they are the culture writer I saw somebody write a thing about another comedian the other day that he makes fun of people the way they eat out of the bags in Starbucks. And they said he gives, you know, he's making fun of these people and these people aren't even there to defend themselves. <laughs> well, it's a stand-up act. Right. Uh, so I write a lot about my family. Should I have my wife show up and about that joke that yeah. your boyfriend liked and right. you didn't like? And yeah. Should I have my dad come out and give his rebuttal to this joke? And I mean, what are we talking about? Yeah. But it's that thing of like reacting to. Well, and then is it even real or do people just want to have something to say? Yeah, I'm sure, Look, it's real. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe it's not. Maybe it's just ginned up and they want to have something to say. Right. For sure. But it is real that somebody wrote something down and tweeted it. Yeah, that's okay. true. But how many more, you know, 5 million people see your stand-up special and you get 30 people say, well, what are you doing? Why well, are you reacting to that? It's because the 30 people are the loudest people. They're the loudest. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't. Yeah. You know, I've done. Well, especially if you were raised, I think normal culture is like you want to be a 
good human. You don't want to offend. You're not right. trying to offend it's not people. not your brand. Right. So you're like, wait, I wasn't. And then it just becomes this spiral of like trying to prove that you're not. At and, some point, we have to just be like, I'm just doing my best. No, I've watched people try and placate different groups. Yeah. And that group, they turn on them. Oh, absolutely. They turn on them. Absolutely. So it's, yeah. But, you know, it's it, it's very interesting that the, I mean, we talk about the publishing saying, like, you can't do this. It's like, you can do anything you want. I mean, this podcast yeah. is, you you are... Anyone, you could have everybody complain, and you're the boss. Yeah, you can keep putting these out. Yeah, that's to, like anywhere that you can find freedom. If as an artist, you're going to find it and use it because, if, okay, if you're all out to lunch, if you're all going crazy, uh, and don't really, you're not even clear on what the definition of art is any longer. Okay, yeah. I have to go play over here. Right. Right. Thank I God have we to, have that yeah. power. Yeah, I do think that's a so many traditional forms of media have become sort of dinosaurs because it's like, right. why would artists work with you, right. deal with the bureaucracy, yeah. wait 18 months or two years? Why would why would we do that? Yeah. And look, they have a mission. And in some ways it comes out of noble causes, you know, like in television. Like it was always my dream to have like a sitcom, you know, that which is kind of like an antiquated idea now because you go to certain places and they're not really interested in you making the funniest show. They want to make sure everyone's represented and they can see themselves and, and which is cool. Like yeah. it's a nice thing. Yeah. But when it gets to the point of not like that is the only objective. Yes. And it fights whatever you're trying to make, then you're just what are we that's a different model right that's a different thing right yeah it's it's i'd much rather just take my shirt off and show people my abs on my social media <laughs> make sure <you laughs> with stay, my new vodka make sure you stay prayed up make sure you stay prayed up you think he really gets up at 2 30 yeah every day he seems like hardcore yeah and by hardcore i just mean he seems like the kind of person who stays in his routine yeah because that's what he has to do like I feel like he's keeping himself on the straight and narrow by yeah. staying in that cycle. Right. So what kind of a person am I where I feel like I'm equally as dedicated just because I make my bed as soon as I get up? <laughs> the person who listened to that TED talk that said, <laughs> make your bed first thing. I think that's amazing. It it's does like, work. Yeah, it I does. I do feel pretty good about yeah, myself. Yeah. I'm the, I make my kids make the bed for the same reason. It's important. It is. You've accomplished one thing first thing in the morning. Yeah. Then the rest of the day, I can just screw yeah, up. Yeah, just screw around. It's fine. <laughs> uh, for people who are listening to our conversation. Yes. And they're like, I want to come hang out with this guy. Yeah, why not? Can you tell them where you are performing this summer? Um, I will be performing in uh, Delaware. I've got a huge show in Delaware. I've got Anaheim, the Hamptons. Montreal, Winnipeg, Toronto, uh, all at TomPapa.com. Toronto, uh, part of the Just for Laughs Festival. Okay. I'm doing a theater there. Okay. I'm in. I'm there in July, so I was like, oh. maybe we're there at the same time. No. Because I'm going to do a, a show later. and then go see Beyonce if you wanted to come. Ooh, yeah. that would be great. <laughs> I would go. I would do that. Have you ever seen her live? No. She's amazing. That's what I hear. Yeah. 
It'll light your heart up. It'll change you. You'll be like, I didn't know I was this kind of woman, but I am. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, are you part of this? Um, I can sense. I don't think it's a movement, but I can sense that the there's a little bit of the looking over at the T Swift tour, and the T and the Swifties are looking over at the Beyonce tour. I feel like they don't cross over that I much. Doubt that they cross over. I love Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I listen to her music and have forever. She's amazing. And respect the shit out of her as a creator, as a businesswoman, all of it. Yeah. I don't really want to see her in concert. Right. It seems like, oh, God, I'm going to get destroyed by her audience. But, like, I just. You'd be the oldest one there? I'd probably be the oldest one there. And. Like, I love her. I just wouldn't necessarily spend. If you were like, Rachel, I got these free tickets right. to a VIP lounge. You don't have to deal with the riffraff. I'm <laughs> yeah. in. But Beyonce, yeah. Beyonce, I will sit in the highest seat in the theater. I right. will stand in line for three hours because I've seen her live. Yeah. And you will not convince me that there's a better performer living today. Really? Oh, my God. Tom. Really? So oh is God. she? The, so she's our the greatest thing that we were talking about earlier of, like, who are you going to see, like, 15 years from now. Beyonce for sure is still relevant 50 Mm -hmm. years from now. But I wonder what her performance would be like. But maybe it's like Tina Turner was still killing it all the way up. That's another one I wish I would have seen before she passed. Yeah, Um, I know. But Is there anyone like that now? Because you mentioned it twice. Is there anyone who's someone that... Well, if they if they die, yeah, I next haven't year, seen uh, Springsteen before, and he's right. not that old, but I haven't seen Springsteen. Yeah, he could fall down, and he yeah, he could he could hurt a hip. <laughs> um, yeah, that you should see that. Yeah, I, I feel like I should. Um, that's probably the biggest one mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Metallica's on tour right now. I would love to see them. Just sort of right. like legacy, like yeah, oh, let's go. This will date me, but I, as a young comic, I got to host at Woodstock 99. Wait, the one the documentary's about? The, Have yeah. you seen the documentary? Yeah, I've seen the two of them. And uh What was it like to be there? We should have started the conversation here. <laughs> it was uh it was great. It was fun. <laughs> it was I was backstage. <laughs> so did you not know about the chaos? No, you felt it. Oh, okay. It was okay. it was they were starting up little press conferences and it was hot. And it was, you know, it looked rough out there. Yeah. And like I walked through it, you know, and then scampered back to the tent. Yeah. It was definitely, all the stuff was correct. Like they weren't treated right. And the music had something to do with it, you know. Yeah. But it was, but pe- kids were there just with good intentions. Like they, I felt like, but there, I mean, you, you know, look, you can't put that many people in an Air Force base <laughs> in the middle of New York in the summer without... And I would come out and just be like, hey, everybody, Wycliffe John is going to come on. And people would just throw boots and bottles at me. <laughs> and I thought it was the greatest thing ever. And then I'd run in. I had one moment where I played, uh, you know, as a comedian, you, you're watching these bands. I have a picture of me from behind with 100,000 people. Cool. And you the, watching the bands play with that energy was just like, oh, my God, I sh- comedy sucks. <laughs> and I... I, w- I played Marco Polo with the audience in between. And that was the only time I got them to like, and I was like, Marco Polo. And we just, I was like, did you guys see that? 
<laughs> I thought I was like Hendrix. Who was the best performer at can, that show? Wait, can I tell you one embarrassing yeah, of course. tag to that? Then I thought, well, what am I going to do next? And I figured I'd do Old MacDonald Has a Farm. Mm-mm. No, he didn't. And people just throw boots at me. <laughs> how did you go? How did you go to... How do you go from Marco Polo to... I, I couldn't think of anything else. I'm like, what other... What other... <laughs> Echo thing. Nope. Oh, McDonough. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> With a meow meow here. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, if you slow down Kid Rock's entrance, because it was all about Kid Rock. That was the, uh, it, it, the whole thing was about Kid Rock. Yeah. He was exploding. He was going to have a moment. And his album had rocketed, and he was, he was really, he was going to, this was his moment. And uh, if you slow down on YouTube, him coming through the curtain, I'm standing there. Yeah. Singing Old MacDonald. Probably thinking about it. <laughs> Planning this it This is cool, but He's wait till... He's walking by you, you're like, had a farm. Yeah, this is cool, but... E-I. What, what animal are we going to open with? <laughs> so brutal. Oh, my God. But then at the very end, uh, there was an... It was I, I got to host. They just wanted a couple of random comedians to come up and like do it, which was so crazy. I got to bring on Wyclef and cool. it was really cool. This is all because of Metallica, by the way. Okay. And I'll zip Coming back, back to it. But um at the very end, everything's on fire. And one of the other guys that got to host was a local DJ out of Buffalo called like the Wheeze or something. And uh him and his wife knew the area. And when everything really fell apart, they threw me in the back of their car with my friend and they drove us through the backwoods and back to the freeway to get us out of there. Oh my God. It was, have you seen that doc? It was a pretty, it was pretty apocalyptic. It was like, yeah, I can't believe more people didn't get hurt. Yeah. It it was pretty insane. Yeah. But well, the one night it was like three nights and you got to hang out on the stage right next to rage against the machine. You got to hang out on the stage with, um, James Brown, Metallica rolls in, and they're closing like the second night or first night. When Metallica rolled in, anyone who's not with Metallica, get off the effing stage. And we're like, yeah, but I'm the I'm the I'm the Marco Polo guy. Get off! And they kicked us all off, and this army of Metallica came in, and they locked it down, and they set it up. And they boom, oh wow, just destroyed. But so, I don't say it as a scary thing. I say it purely as a prof- level of professionalism that was not seen with anybody else. And these were all like, yeah. Really, but they just were like, "This is what we do, yeah." And we do it well, and get out of our way. Yeah, get out of here. It was pretty impressive. Have you read Storyteller by Dave Grohl? No. Are you serious? No. I will literally give you my copy before you really? today. If you love music, I do. It's one. It's probably the best book I've ever read. Wow. Uh, and and he wrote it himself. Like he I did. was yeah. so impressed with wow. it. Is phenomenal. Oh, that's but amazing. But he's so passionate about music, and him telling the stories of them, like you know, working their way up and then being on tour and running into like 
Uh, they were in the same places, you know, Def Leppard or yeah. they're in the same places, Metallica. There's yeah. like just the stories oh he has from a life in music are wow. incredible. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I'd love Highly to read it. Yeah. You got it. You got my copy. I saw him once at uh, William Sonoma. <laughs> I had a last minute item at, during Thanksgiving I had to pick up and he was in there. And I was like, yeah, this is a cool place. Yeah. <laughs> suddenly William Sonoma is way cooler. Yeah. Suddenly these potholders are badass. They're, um, they're performing. Foo Fighters are performing at ACL this year. I've never so, seen them. Uh, me either. So I'm going back to Austin to be there for that. Because I really uh, want to see That'll be them. good. It's them. It's like Kendrick Lamar, I think, is performing. Ooh, wow. He's supposed to be. I mean, that would be amazing. Great. Shania Twain, come on with that lineup. Those three people. What more do you need? That's yeah. You know, that's the other thing. Like, I was gonna say Kendrick is like he's like the real artist, yeah. like right, right. But I think it's the scope. Like we were saying before, like it's the scope. Like he has this huge following. Mm-hmm. Like people. This is, we live in an era now where you have to ask people, is he famous? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> right? Yeah. Which, and they are, and they're making a ton of money and they have huge fans. And then, like, the rest of America doesn't know who they are. Yeah. And the other one is country music. Yeah. Country is kind of the rock. Con- That's true. Right? That's Th- true. They sell arenas and they have loyal audiences. They do. But they also are very, very conservative. And I love country music, love it. Uh, very conservative and very like there are certain rules you have to play by and you're not going to step. They would never sort of yeah. say it all and like right. let it all hang out. But I do love yeah country music. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Jelly Roll. What's that? He's the new biggest thing in country. Oh, really? He's got like Post Malone face tattoos. Okay. Of like a crucifix. I mean, that's a big he Sings one. about God a lot. Okay. Really talented. As long as you sing about God, you're in. Crosses, yeah. <laughs> crosses, uh, crosses a lot of different styles and stuff, and he's kind of just blown up. I know he's blown up because I know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm adding it to the list. Yeah. Don't you find that with music? Like yeah. when you hear something really good, I always have to ask, uh, how long has this been out? Yeah. And is it cool to like them? Yeah. I've my boyfriend works in the music industry so i've like found myself surrounded by writers and musicians and whatever and i'll hear a song yeah and then i want to send it to the group text because i'm like this is amazing and i the amount of times i have googled (laughs) and found out that that song was like 12 years old and i'm about to embarrass myself so bad and i'm like nope not sending this anymore exactly it's so sad it's like a new kid yeah post malone i'm not (laughs) sure if you've ever heard of him that was me last summer. Yeah. I was like, have you heard of Post Malone? <laughs> last summer last you summer. discovered him? Last oh. summer. I was like, this new guy is really. And you know what? Let's give it up for that guy because oh, yeah. he did his own thing and he has been so successful. And when I first saw him, I was like, what is this? What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> what is this music? What is What are these face tattoos? Yeah. He's and then killing it. Killing it. But it is such a funny thing because he looks like. Such a badass. Yeah. But his songs are so sweet and poppy. Right. That even like my daughters are like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what? No, this, I found the, the new artist. Look at his face. He's so cool. He's raw. He's look tough. Look at his face. Yeah. yeah. 
Jelly Roll. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. There's a couple good songs. Uh, you <laughs> have a book, which we've talked about a couple times, which we should properly promote. Okay. So this is a big readership audience. They like to read a good book. Oh, that's good, because so, I have yeah, one. You have the book. Tell them about it. It's called We're All in This Together, So Make Some Room. Yeah. What? Where did that idea come from? The idea came from the realization that as unique and special as we all think we are, uh, you're not. <laughs> I mean, you are, but you're not the first person to go through all of this. Yeah. And if you open your eyes you and learn from everyone around you, people you don't like, people you do like, and everyone that's been here before, they've figured everything out. Mm. They figured out cocktail hour. CBS is filled with things that can cure every ailment because you're not the first person to have poison ivy behind your knee. It's everyone's done. Everyone's been through all of it. So here's a list of comedic essays that uh, show you some of those examples of, of how to live. Awesome. Yeah. And if they want to watch the special like I did last night, it's on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. I think There's all my specials are on yeah. Netflix. It was hard for us to choose. We just went with the most recent. That's good. Yeah. The one right before it. Um, the, the new one is What a Day. The one right before it, You're Doing Great. Uh-huh which was also the name of my last book, which was uh, You're Doing Great and Other Reasons to Stay Alive, uh, which came out just during the pandemic. Great. And and when all the cities were burning. Uh, that one turned into some kind of like a survival kit for people. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. People come up like with a dog-eared at my shows and they're like, you got me through. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. It, yeah, it is cool. Yeah. Isn't that the coolest? Like it when is. people. I love when people bring a book that's yeah. like roughed up or it has, you know, like tabs in it a lot right. they've written. They'll be like, can you sign this? I'm sorry. It's kind of a mess. I'm like, this is my dream. That's the best. Yeah. I had a guy come up to me and say, I just want you to know because you probably, there's no way for you to know this. But my family was on a cruise and every <laughs> night we read some of your essays mm. and that was our entertainment. And a cruise in the middle of the ocean and you have no way of knowing that. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. <laughs> and I do love hearing it. Oh. <laughs> But uh, yeah, but the, so the new book is uh, we're all in this together, and um, yeah, it's been fun. You know, it's it's interesting when they when they come out because, like with stand up, I write it, and then that night I know if it's we have you something. get feedback. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like the slow roll, and it's like I did a thing at Ninety Second Street Y with Colin Quinn, and he was asking me specifics about some essays, and I was like, I don't even. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Like I, I made that so long ago. Yeah. Did you read the audiobook? Did you narrate it? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. Especially, I was thinking this last night watching the stand up because you have such a specific cadence. Right. And it's such a specific way of telling jokes mm -hmm. that it's so important that right. you're the one who reads it. Yeah. Because it's like if you dig it, then you're just get it, get it both ways. Get the right. physical and yeah. the audio. It would be weird if I had an audio book and Margaret Cho read it. Yeah. Or interesting. <laughs> it would be great. She would actually be great. <laughs> Tom, this has been incredible. Yeah, Thank you. really great. Thank you for hanging out. Thanks for having me. Of course, anytime. Thanks for the coffee, too. Oh, my gosh. You're welcome. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble.
It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas, Register today at thisisils.org.